Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Hi, and today, a conversation with Marlene Forte. Marlene and I have been talking with each other doing these interviews since really since she appeared in the first Star Trek movie as the transporter chief. And we've been talking about her career, what it's like to be a Latina in Hollywood, and she's been there quite a while, over 30 years working. And right now, we're going to talk about her latest roles, The Lincoln Lawyer and The Rookie, featuring genre favorite Nathan Fillion. She's also good friends with Pedro Pascal, and we'll talk about him a little bit and how he's killing it in The Mandalorian and also The Last of Us. Kind of going a little off topic, but it gives you an idea what it's like to be an actor in Hollywood. Marlene Forte, in just a moment. Uh, Marlene, it's so good to welcome you back on the podcast. And, uh, it's nice to be back. Well, you are busy, though. You know. yeah, I've been very, very blessed. Um, you know, it's so funny. About a year and a half ago, November 8th, not this November, the November before last. So right in the yeah. middle of pandemic, I pulled my parents out of Florida and moved them in with me and my husband, who's wow. a saint. Um, my dad got very ill. And I didn't think he'd make it. So I didn't want my mom. I didn't want them. They didn't want him to die. My mother, you know, I just didn't want that to happen. I didn't want it like that. Right. So I took him out here and I put him in with me and a little sunshine and a little love. My dad is still with us. Right. And they still live with us. So um, my sisters, <laughs> I am the oldest, said, you are going to lose your husband and your career. This is crazy. You are doing. Can I tell you? My mother likes to. The only reason I'm telling this because my mother likes to brag about it is like, I have never been busier. <laughs> and my husband and I are fantastic. He wrote me a sitcom because I said to him, let's concentrate on the funny. Concentrate on the funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're doing fine. We're super busy and yeah. feeling very blessed and a little crazy. You know, it's life. <laughs> it certainly is. Lincoln Lawyer. Boy. I love, my wife and I love that show. I love that show. And I don't say that about a lot of shows I'm in. I want to stop that beeping song that I just okay. heard. Look at that angel uh, behind you. That's pretty cool. I know. Uh, Herbert Cigüenza uh, from Culture Class, she painted that for my husband and I. Wow. And, uh, Very cool. And he, I call him my guardian angel. There you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, you know, Lincoln Lawyer, there's a, there's a good actor story around this, so I'm going to say it. It won't take too much time. Um, okay. Last year, season one, I um, auditioned for the show, read it, loved it. I, I love Connelly's shows. I love Bosch. I love, you know, just I love L.A. Oh, yeah. So I love yeah. the way that L.A. is a part of it. And I auditioned for the lead. So you saw it. So I auditioned for the main judge, the bad girl at the end. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Right. Okay, so I auditioned for that, and I'm going to say now because it's uh, I'm recovering from COVID. So if you see me sniffling, you know that's why. okay. That's all right. Um, but anyway, so I auditioned for that part. I didn't get it. Um, I auditioned for another role. I didn't get it, and then they offered me this one day guest, the judge Teresa Medina, and my agents were like, mm, "No, no, no, you shouldn't take a one day job, you know, after you do this and that." And I, I. I get it. I understand that what they're looking for, but I connected with this show so greatly. And this judge that I ended up playing is so much more fun than the other two judges. <laughs> she's witty. She's ballsy. She's funny. And I don't really 
do that a lot. You know, I play yeah. a lot of moms. So I go, yeah. I'm going to do it. This last November, best Christmas present an actor can get, I get a call. And my, my, they call my agent and they wanted to offer me, they want to bring back Teresa Medina. She's going to be the main judge this season. And I'm doing wow. seven out of ten. Wow, fantastic. That's fantastic. Oh. Moral oh. of the story. Yeah. Follow your heart. Yes. Do the thing you love. Don't worry about the size of the role. Don't do, and, you know, I just connected so wonderfully to the show. And uh, it was the best, you know, and here I am. Almost almost done with it. The COVID thing sent everybody for a loop, but it's all. I'm too, I got two left. Well, I'll tell you that I can't tell you how many stories I've heard from actors who get on a show and they do a one-off, you know, and the producers go start scratching their head and saying, hey, wait a minute, we found something here. And the mm -hmm. next thing they know, they're back almost yeah. every year the show is on. So yeah. uh, congratulations. Yeah. Well Thank deserved. You, you did Thank a great you. job with her from the episode we saw. We, we enjoyed yeah. it. Hey, there's Marlene. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more fun to come <laughs> and i'll tell you manuel is just friggin amazing in that role uh, it is it, manuel so cool yes he and he's he's just as charming as the character that he portrays he's killing it he's so good i mean truth is there wasn't a whole lot of press for this show you know Matthew McConaughey with big shoes to fill. Everyone's like, well, Lincoln Lawyer's Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, mm, not anymore. No, <laughs> no sir. No, she, he's, the, he's, he's a delight fantastic. to work with. He's okay. wonderful. Fun, fun, fun set. Um, cast and crew, mostly a lot of um, same people and producers from uh, the new Queen of the South. That was an amazing show, too. And um, so they work together well. It's just it's a family. It, I'm feeling very blessed. And the writing is there, obviously. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's when, it's dialogue. It's dialogue. You know, it doesn't feel stilted. It's And it's the way people talk. And it looks like L.A. Yeah. Oh, very much. Very much. You know, so. It really, really does. And I just, that's what I love, especially of all the Connelly shows that I've seen. It's just like, I'm hoping to be part of more. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fantastic. Uh, how is that? You're, you're you've also been on the rookie a few times, so is that? Yeah, juggling two at the same time. Uh, the only way that that I was able to handle that is because it was in the same city, Los Angeles, which is another blessing to be able to say I'm working on two shows in LA, and not in Vancouver yeah. or Chicago or you know yeah. Atlanta. I, I Lincoln Lawyer hadn't come back around yet, and at the end of last year, I I booked this rookie, a show which was. Maybe possible recurring. They didn't know I was going to play the mom to the new rookie played by Lisette Chavez, who's. Yeah, she's great. She's a creature. She's so good <laughs> um, to work with, too. She's so it's just there's no way that you can't like just. Step up. Yeah. Um, so I had booked that. So I had had that. So when I did book Lincoln Lawyer, we had to say, hey, there's a possibility that this is going to happen. It wasn't a guarantee. Nothing. But I did end up, they end up, you know, I ended up, I think, getting four for this season. And hopefully we'll come back next season. Yeah. So as long as Lisette can keep herself alive on the show. There you go. <laughs> I think Lincoln Lawyer is definitely going to get a third. You know, it's just 
that's a that's a strong strong show i have a feeling this new season will drop it's very good and uh because now it has a base audience because before it, it just was word of mouth really kind yeah, of. not yeah. a lot of advertising not a lot of that and uh yeah. now people are waiting for it i mean my dentists my and it was so funny because people that i you know just random people would be like oh my god i saw you in this new show lincoln lawyer oh yeah yeah and i was like so when's it coming back are you coming back and again i was like no I don't know when it's coming back. I just did that one thing. He's like, oh, no, you got to come back. People would say things like that to me. It was like the universe blessed me in some weird way. Yeah. yeah. Me enough, the words were said enough that, yeah. 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 Ab- no, absolutely. No, it, it's a great, great show. Yeah. And uh, we missed it after. I mean, we I think it was last year we started. Yeah. Last year we started binging on Bosch and and then when we did Lincoln, started watching Lincoln Lawyer, um, it was like in the books, uh, Bosch is actually the cop that he goes to to help yes. him. But yeah. obviously, that's on a different network. They own those rights, so they couldn't do Bosch. Because it's Amazon. That's right. Well, so they had com- to create a character that also that he has kind of an antagonistic relationship with. But, yeah, um, it's funny because they do like to, he does like to drop characters from other books into his i mean i think yeah. it's a fantastic but i never thought you it's the first time i should have thought about that i'm like oh yeah it's on it's on a different network yeah they're actually i think they're actually i wonder related. how hard that would be to be able to to cross pollinate something like that i don't uh, know they'd have to negotiate and everything and, yeah 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 I don't so Bosch is not even on amazon anymore he's on a different total different network now oh is it yeah there's the next new show Bosch Legacy, I think, is going to be the next one. The new one, yeah. That's his yeah. daughter, right? His or something. Daughter, I haven't yeah. gotten to that. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet. But, but yeah, um, it's, but Lincoln Lawyer is fantastic. And uh, you know, the rookie, I mean, it's funny because uh, Lance Reddick is on uh, is on Lincoln Lawyer. And, uh, of course, he, uh, no, I'm getting my shows mixed up. He's on Bosch. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it, it's really... Uh, it's really a cool show, and I'm I'm glad that I'm, I'm excited. I, I Rookie, you know, I I uh, Nathan is such a, a lovely man. Yes, um, and uh, I I believe that this is why his shows do so well. It's just because he and and that you know I always say in the show, uh, it trickles down, trickle down. That's yeah. what trickle down really works because if number one, number two, if that's there's something funky up there, it trickles down. And it's not as much fun to be on those shows. Oh, yeah. um, but but uh, he's a delight. Um, I worked with him on in, on Castle, and once you know, did a guest star on on his show there. And it's just nice to to be able to kind of have a little steady. I think I, I think I did four, maybe four, three. I don't know. I, I know that I, I ended not being able to do. Um, I was supposed to be in the finale of the rookie, and it just couldn't. You know, couldn't work it out. Yeah, couldn't work it out with the the Lincoln lawyer. And then Manuel had gotten sick, not with COVID, but he was just sick with exhaustion or whatever two yeah. weeks before I got sick. So, yeah, just the uh, the trying to do that was I somebody had introduced. What's it like to uh, to book all these shows? I said booking them is easy. It's working out the schedule. That's the nightmare, you know, because you yeah. don't want to. 
you know, you don't want to, you don't want to let anybody down. You want to do them all, but you know, you just can't be on two sets at one day. And yeah. this, I hear myself saying that I'm like, Oh my God. Am I bragging? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I get it. Is, is this probably the busiest you've been in quite some time? Yes. And my old, después de vieja, como dice my mom, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I, it's, uh, I feel very blessed. You know, I, I've been doing this a long time, so it's not a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, but it is. I look around at, you know, my contemporaries and I know how blessed I am. I also know that I've been working on this space for 30 years. <laughs> so it didn't just yeah. happen. No, it no. It just happened. Absolutely you know? not. So I, I heard about something uh you know, it's apparently a film with David uh, David uh, Zayas is uh, writing yeah, and directing. You know, yeah, David Zayas has got a play, a movie. Well, it started from a play that he did for Lab. We did for Labyrinth when we were way too young to play these roles, um, and uh, it was called Ten Thirteen. And Ten Thirteen means yeah. Office Down. You know, so um, and it was a. It's about. It takes place in the eighties, Midtown um, precinct, and about. It's a little Serpico kind of thing going on. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't right with the, those precincts back then. And um, it was uh, going really well. Uh, Nick Cage was attached and then um, life happened and Floyd happened. And, you know, police dramas became toxic. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. And, uh, and that's just a part of what we're living through. But tides change, you know. Um, I think it's a good movie. I don't know if Nick Cage would still want to do it, but um, I know me and him are still attached. <laughs> so uh, uh, he wanted to direct it. And, we, you know, we just had a conversation. Maybe I shouldn't speak for him, but I remember he not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. My daughter's a producer now and she's kind of interested in looking. She works for, you know, she works from 45, 44. I'm just going to kill me that I didn't get this right. But, you know, she's now other people are interested. But again, it's a it's a delicate, uh, it's a thin blue line. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. But my daughter did, a, was one of the executive producers of a show called uh, Boys in Blue. Oh, yeah. Out in Showtime, and um, I think that that was something that really, you know, was about youth and police officers, and it was a it's a beautiful, most heartbreaking thing on TV. But mm. so you know, I think tides change. You know, I I I want to say that we cannot do without the police. <laughs> you know, and no, we cannot. To, villa to villainize. Um, you know, that's why the boys in blue was so good for me because, you know, look, press, I mean, look what's going on with Fox news and everything. Only bad stuff, only the bad cells, right? Only, I want to hear all the bad stuff that's going on. Give me the bad stuff. And we don't hear the good stuff. And there are a lot of good cops. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of bad cops. There are a lot of bad lawyers. There are a lot of bad actors. There are a lot of bad producers. There are a lot of bad uh, post office workers. So what do we do? We vilify everybody. We dump everything. We don't need the post office anymore. We don't need the police officers. We don't need actors. Let's put AI. You don't have to deal with anything anymore. You know, <laughs> I mean, where are we going? Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think that 
the thing is just to weed out the bad, to not, to not, not be afraid also to show the good, you know, weed out the bad and show the good, be able to, and, and, and find the interest in what that is, because it's like, nobody's interested in good stories. Well, it doesn't sell news. It doesn't, you know, don't call the election. It won't sell news. You know, I mean, what are we talking about? So I, I still find that through the arts, is the only way to change things. I think, you know, I think we need to bring back more shows like, you know, uh, One Day at a Time, which didn't do well either, unfortunately. But, um, you know, just shows that, that, that and I want to say comedies more than anything else, because I believe that through, you know, through comedy, we can feed people. Once you get somebody laughing, when you laugh, you open your mouth, right? <laughs> That's right. Now feed me something. Feed them something to think about, right? Which is, yep. and, and even that, you know, comedy's gotten so politically correct that you can't offend, you can't trigger. I understand all that. I have my own U-Haul of drama and tragedy. We all do. But yeah. to take away the triggering, and I put that in quotations, part of art, you you're taking away i mean that's what we do yeah. we trigger you so you can have a conversation mm-hmm. we make you uncomfortable so you can think about it you take that away what do we got yeah we we got nothing <laughs> <laughs> there's more with my conversation with really a good friend now marlene forte in a moment on that up. happy note <laughs> yes exactly well i i got to ask you when when did your daughter tell you it's like hey mom i i want to go into the business whether oh my god way too young what was really really well you know i was a single mom young so i would schlep her to my rehearsals and Uh, you know at the age of 10 while i was rehearsing with labyrinth downstairs and my friend was doing something at you know banks theater and she comes over she goes i lost an actor can your daughter read these parts for rehearsals? She ended up playing the part at the Bank Theater at the age of 10. So, you know, she fell into it. Uh, you know, we go, we went to see a show at Phil's that, she, that Phil was doing once, and he walked home with us, and he's like, hey, doll, you want to be an actor? You got to be just an actor. And I was like, Phil, shh, shh. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, so she got out of high school, and she said to me, I want to be an actress. Um, but I'm not going to go to college. I just, I'm just going to act because my agents were ready to represent her. She'd already said, and I said, all right, you can be an actor, but you're going to college, study acting, go get into a fine arts program, do something. But you know, no, I'm not, you can act, go act in college right now. She got into Montclair into the fine arts department. And within a year, I just knew she wasn't an actress. She knows she's a writer. She's a producer. She's brilliant and she's a good actress, but she doesn't love it. Uh, you love it because when you get your first disappointment, as she did, she quit, went back to grad school. Oh, there you, <laughs> you go. Know? So, and she did. She she got went to college. She she d- got out of the fine arts, became more of a communication major because within the first year, she's like, "Oh, all we do is act." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what you do in a fine arts. That's what you do in an acting program. All you do is act." So within a year, she was bored. She went out. She got out of college. My agents directed her. I mean, picked her up. My, my commercial agents, especially. 
she got a big crest Colgate, uh, crest uh, campaign, English, Spanish, print. Nice. She goes in for her fitting. By the time she gets home, they fired her. <gasps> and they see that? She called me. I was working on Dallas. I thought somebody died. Oh. I pick up the phone and she's like, Ma! I'm like, what? She's like, they fired me. I said, what do you mean? What uh, would you go to your fitting? They said my hair, something with my hair. I said, oh, honey, maybe I should have fixed my hair. I was like, listen to me, honey. <laughs> you had nothing to do with it. You could have reminded the producer of the woman that slept with the man. Who the hell knows? And nothing to do with you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She quit that day. She went back to grad school, which is the best thing that happened. She says now she goes, thank God that happened because I, you know, I just I don't I don't love it like you do, mom. I've been fired many a times and I haven't quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way it works. I mean, I've been replaced in shows. I've been, you know. I mean, what's the word actors hear the most in their career? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, you no thank or or thank you very much. <laughs> and when you hear that, you thank know you. That, thank uh, you for coming. Oh, thank you, you for did coming. Not get like, the part. <laughs> like that's the way it works. Like, it's a. It's. I could never do it. It is a very tough profession, and you know, people think, well, they get so much money. But it's like, okay, so why don't you go on stage and you read this and you convince me you're that person? And when when and, most and people it, try to do that, it doesn't look that good. It doesn't look that good. Um, and it's also, you know, I say if you if you if you if you put out the the years that you've put into your career and then you divide what you've made, it's a it's a career. It's you're making a living. But you know, because yeah, you make a lot of money in certain projects, but you make nothing in other projects and right. and it's and it's it's if you look at all the years that I put in, you know. And you divide it through 30 years, you're like, eh, it's not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> I'll tell it's you, so and and the fact that you're a Latina woman, you know, to be able to do what you are doing is really an amazing feat because thank you. <laughs> you're not a lot of open doors. It's better now. It's better and, now. You know, and um, I mean, thanks, thank God now that people are looking at Latinos because of Anna de Armas and and Pedro oh, Pascal, who is in everything. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, Pedro's a very it. dear friend of mine. We're part of the same theater company. Yeah, and, um, and killing it. I mean, he's. A, he, yeah. I'm going I'm to watch him as soon as I get off here in The Mandalorian. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's just fantastic, and uh, and and The Last of Us too. He's just a damn good actor, you know. And uh, so there's a lot of us, and Guillermo del Toro behind the camera is doing amazing yeah. work. Way more producers. There's Eva yeah. Longoria producing, and not yep. only behind, but in front of the camera. Gina Rodriguez, uh, Jennifer yep. Lopez. I mean, you know, I tell people when I started, there were no Lopez's or Rodriguez's or or Garcia's or I mean, and if there were, they weren't up front. They yeah. weren't up front and center. And now, and if you did, I mean, that's how I ended up with my mom's maiden name. Forte is my mother's maiden name. You know, Machado was even too Latino at the time. You know, yeah. there were no Justina Machados yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I hear now, you. These are names that I can pop off the top of my head. Um, you know, that that people recognize. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I know her. Oh, oh. You know, it's it's a different it's a different world. Um, 
I mean, even on the rookie, look at how many Latinas cops yeah. are on that it. show. It's a nice rainbow on that show. Let me tell you, I love it. That looks like LA too, which is probably why it does so well. You know, shows where people can recognize themselves mm-hmm. is a very powerful thing. Well, you know, it's, I, I always think that television and, and especially commercials are ahead of the curve. So you see in commercials now mixed families, yeah. same sex couples. Yeah. I mean, you, it, it, and nobody's making a big deal out of it. It's no. just, it's just no. the way it is. It's just and, the way it is. Uh, and it's really cool to see that. And so, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe some people, they're not going to be moved, but some of the younger folks watching it, Think That's of it, it as normal. And maybe they have That's friends it. that have two dads or two moms. That's and, right. And they invite them over for dinner or, you know, making cookies after school and whatever. Yeah. And it's no big deal. You pick them up and bring them home. Can you pick up yeah. my kid? And it's just yeah. part of, of uh, it's part of life. Life. Yeah. 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 And and uh, the stigmatism of, you know, not uh, uh, and, and the the um, fear, which and looks and we. I know how good it is to live in this state. You know, I live in a very, very progressive state. Oh, yeah. Um, and I understand that. And I choose to live here. This is a yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, you know, and I love New York City, but even New York is a provincial little island. I lived in both places. Yeah. I love New York City. It is the heartbeat of the world, but it is a provincial little island. Yeah, that's where we day. just moved from uh, over, yeah. over a year ago. So, so I'm, in the, it, I'm in the South now and. The weather does have something to do with that. (laughs) Where are you? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we have a place in South Carolina. Yeah. uh, So Charlotte's uh, beautiful. My uh, mother-in-law lived in Charlotte. Oh, it's beautiful. And, um, you know, and we spent the whole month of July in in South Carolina. We're five miles from La Playa. And and it was like, oh, my God, I got my Cuban on, man. I got got really brown. It was great. I had a great chance. (laughs) I can get pretty brown, too. (laughs) It's like my wife got jealous. I I go, I'm sorry, this is genetic time. This is genetic, you know, because we're pretty white. But we think, I love love getting nice and dark. Oh, me too. It was great. (laughs) Great. And the weather was wonderful. Went in the water. Loved it. And yeah, our yeah, condo yeah. has a pool too, so you go to the pool after the beach. Wonderful. Good so yeah, you. I mean, it's I it, it is better, uh, and uh, I it's gonna get better. It's always the well. You even see the South changing, you know. It I, all Charlotte's it changed. Charlotte impressed me a lot in its diversity. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. So I'm very happy about that. It's a little ahead of the rest. <laughs> there's a few places that are ahead, and there's some things that are behind too, but. You know, it's not perfect. Nothing is, but uh, nothing is. But it is getting there. I got to ask you about Broom Street and that you produced with some other folks, right? Yeah. Looking at the cast, it, that could end up being John Hurd's last movie. I think it might have been his last movie. Yeah. Wow. Um, John Hurd. <laughs> he's he's a funny man. Um, he was a funny man. He still yeah. is. I know he's funny up there too. Um, he's making people laugh uh, somewhere. Somewhere he is. Um, <laughs> my friend Patricia Ray and, and Matteo Roboto were um, the producers, and Patricia's the big lead on it. And um, this thing got kind of snake bit. It's one of those movies that started, and they really almost had to take a couple of years off before they wow. th- they thought they weren't going to be able to finish it. And 
I had the, the opportunity to, to help them bring it over the line. And I said, look, let's do this. Let's finish it because they had such amazing footage, all that work that they did in New York and that freezing weather. And it's just mm. like, I was like, to, to, to let that all go to waste. Cause I know what it takes to produce a movie and no, it's not money. It's everything else, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, the manpower, it's the not sleeping, it's the it's just, it's so much. And they were so close. So uh, I was, I guess I can say it now because I don't live there anymore, but we were living on campus at USC. And I was like, I have locations that can look like police places. And I have, you know, so we can get John to do this. And we just kind of picked up production like two, three years later. And I really helped them just bring it over the line. They, I had wow. nothing to do with the dark stuff, which I found. I, I think they just have so much, such good stuff there. Um, mm -hmm. And anyway, so, yeah, that was a, a labor of love uh, because I had friends that had put a lot of blood and time and tears into that project. And I wanted yeah. to and a lot of sabotaging that went on. And I was like, no. Yeah. We're going to finish this. And uh, I'm really glad. And then, and then uh, ironically, um, shortly after that, John died. Yeah. So glad that we finished it for that reason alone. And yeah. he's such a good player, man. He showed up two years after that, probably 20 pounds heavier than he was the first part of the movie. And yeah. we just all did it. Wow. And that's, that's what I loved about that big old grumpy man. He, he was, uh, till the end, he was a true player and actor and just like showed up with everything. Um, yeah. It didn't matter the budget or who he was playing opposite. And that's, that's something that I, uh, I take with me too. That's nice. That's nice. Do you have anything uh, coming up besides uh, Lincoln? I, I do. do. Uh, I have one thing I can talk about. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back and talk about it later. Yeah. But I do have, um, I, I have a movie that will be coming out. It hasn't been sold yet, but it's one of the most beautiful movies I've, I've been involved with. It's called, it's based on a, a young man's novel, a young, young youth novel um, called Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Wow. And it's um, about two high school kids. One's a Mexican kid, one isn't. And it's about, uh, it's a love oh. story. It's a coming out kind of oh, thing. But it's so beautiful. Oh. And the book, it's just a little paperback book like this. It's one of the, I mean, I want my nephews to read it. I want everybody to read this movie, this, this little, this bright, um, it, it's a, it, it made me, tingle like effervescent script nice. you know nice. um and i was so happy and proud to be part of that so uh, take take a look of, out for that and um, yeah. and then i have a movie that i'm also very proud of and it is out i think you could watch it on apple tv or something and it's about mental illness it's a psychological thriller about mental illness called hypochondriac oh okay we'll keep an and eye that's out, out for that that's out now and um I just think it's it's frightening as hell, but um, it is a really good, it, it's a dialogue. It opens up a dialogue about mental illness and what it does to a family and what wow. how mental illness can, you don't have to inherit it to be, for it to be passed on. Does oh, that yeah. make sense? You don't have to have it, it in does. your genes no. for it to be 
passed on. Um, yeah. So I'm very proud of my work in that and, and Addison who did it and Zach, um, everybody's great in that. So I love, I love that. And, uh, and then I, I, I am, I'm trying to sell a half hour uh, single can comedy that, that uh, uh, my husband <laughs> wrote about a woman who uh, moves her elderly parents in with her. <laughs> oh, there you go. Talk about art imitating life, right? There you go. Is that I love it. We got to concentrate on the funny so yeah, we can survive this. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's great. Well, it's good to hear that you're so busy and it's wonderful. And uh, I know you bring it every single time. Thanks. It's always a pleasure. We've been talking for quite a few years. Now. A long time. So, and we and will talk again. And it's not going to stop. I can tell no. you that right now. So, no. bless you. Un placer como siempre. Como siempre, uh, mi amor. And, uh, Beso a tu familia. Enjoy. Enjoy Igualmente. your in la playa. Yes, igualmente. Uh, Enjoy it. <laughs> stay away from Florida, though. I think it's going to sink into the ocean. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going there anytime soon. <laughs> Right. One Cuban to another. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You take care. Take care, honey. Bye. So catch Marlene. She's going to be, as she said, in seven of the 10 episodes of The Lincoln Lawyer. And additionally, you can catch her on The Rookie as well. For Sci-Fi Talk, this is Tony Tolato. Thanks so much for listening.